Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone, to another film episode of Games My Mom Phone. I am Mike Hilberton, and who got beat up by a crowbar with me tonight? Oh, it's everybody's favorite whipping boy, Kenneth Sanity, here along for the ride. <laughs> and welcome back, as always. And I am Joe Butler, and I prefer my Red Hood mask without lips. <laughs> okay. uh, so we are here. We are. This is actually brought to you because of Patreon. We did a Patreon poll, and this was the one that won that we're going to be talking about very shortly. Batman Under the Red Hood that came out in 2010, animated movie, straight to DVD release, published by Warner Brothers, of course. Yeah, directed by v- Brandon VD, whoever that is. Not to be confused with the very titular and new uh, Batman a Death in the Family. Is the Death in the Family movie also a Red Hood story? It It is very much a Red Hood story, but it's weird because they have like a whole interact uh, interactive like thing about it. And basically what it is, is you can change the beginning, which uh, we'll get into uh, okay. towards the end because I don't want to spoil the movie throughout the podcast. Okay. That's odd. I mean, also, this was before they started, or at least this was not included in what's considered the DC animated universe, which Death in the Family is part of. This is not. You can tell because this is good. <laughs> I never saw Death in the Family. Was it not good? I didn't uh, care for it. Okay. This, so this is originally Death Death in the Family, right? Like the original comic background, whatever. Uh, the beginning. Yeah, the, yeah. Where Jason Todd, the storyline where he dies, that is Death in the Family. Okay. Because I know there's another one that's like death, death. It's like death in the family part two. That's where Joker ripped his face off and everything, right? That's death of the family. Okay. Yeah, there's a really big difference there. There's <laughs> actually, we I think we did an episode about that a long fucking time ago. Go listen to that. Uh, death of the family is where Joker. It's the new Fifty Two era, and Joker is trying to capture all the family, and he's going to kill them all. It's a completely different story, not connected to this. A death in the family ended with Robin getting killed, and then it wasn't until years later when they picked that back up and kept going. Is that where we get uh, Rick Grayson from? No, that's way later in something else. <laughs> when they changed him to Rick, for some reason. But yeah, no, this was... God, because he... I think he died... Well, he died because... The reason why Jason Todd died is because there was a voting... You could call this 1-800 number or call some number and vote. And if you wanted him to live or die and people voted for him to die. The thing about that, like that was back in 1988 and it was a 900 number. So you really had to hate Jason Todd in order to pay to have your vote counted. There were over 10,000 votes cast and Jason Todd died by 72 votes. Damn. Uh, and other fun fact, because of recently... They found out that one man was responsible for 40% of those votes towards Jason Todd. Yep. <laughs> Which one. is, yeah, one day they, they ended up saying like years later, they're like, I don't think we handled that well, especially because it was back in like the 80s. And some guy apparently just really, really hated him. And they found out like later on, like, like as they looked through the call logs, one guy called like every day for like every hour for like a while and basically was the main reason why Jason Todd died. How much did that much to cost him? Oh, I'm sure it cost him a pretty penny. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the 80s. Sometimes these dudes have nothing but money. Yeah, that goes. Yeah, no, the 80s yeah. was a lot of money. You don't want to spend it on coke. You spend it on killing a comic book character. I've heard it all before. So, you know, probably we, spending on a comic book character is better than coke. So. Yeah, probably. So, so I, I never, like someone who's never had coke. <laughs> I never have. Coke. 
<laughs> I did have edibles for the first time, but no one never had Coke. No. Awesome. Oh, congratulations. I was in Vegas, so I was legally able to. <laughs> so I did. Congrats <laughs> on the Vegas trip, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I don't even know where I was gonna what I was gonna say. So yeah, we're <laughs> So I, I never read it's cool. I'll, I'll get us back on track. I never really actually read the Batman comics. Was Jason Todd like a douche? Was that that's it? I was like I I watched like a <laughs> documentary about it. that's how I find about the whole thing about one guy calling and people were like complaining that they didn't like Jason because he was a butthole. Yeah. When I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was when a butthole. I understand. Mm. That's real. I, like, I think I, I watched I never that read... same documentary. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, I did not, unfortunately. I watched a couple, but not that one. From what I remember, I had well, I've never actually read any Jason Todd comics. I know from one of the videos I was watching that he 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 was around and they retcon his story of what he why he was there or how how he how he met batman with the retcon is a lot better because the original one is pretty much just like is really stupid i mean it's they also, the same hey. reason no they, it's they like also the same thing. <laughs> they also retcon the reason why he gets brought back into existence i think that's pretty funny too yeah well they had to yeah it didn't make any sense what wouldn't have worked in the standalone because the idea when he first comes back to life is because superboy prime punched a hole yeah you imagine like i mean this won't work yeah, it, it will never work unless you constantly use like I don't know the the Flash's infinite running that the, whenever he switches things back, it just brings Jason Todd back. But that that that'll get old fast. Oh, you mean the Oscar-winning Flash entering the Time Force? Did that yeah. win an Oscar? I think Wait, it was it? like the fan favorite moment. Oh yes, yes. Okay, no, I know you're talking about. <laughs> it's not that good of a scene. <laughs> Talk to so, me when you've won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a while. <laughs> I don't see games my mom found winning anything like that. So I just don't. Yeah, give it to One me. day. I just want to be invited to a convention. I'll be happy then. <laughs> it can be a small convention. I just want to be invited. <laughs> but, so I hadn't I had seen this movie before probably 2014, I'm guessing 2015. It was before I met my wife when I was in my apartment in my my sad days, as I called them. And because I was poor as hell and I was sailing the seven seas at the time that I would have seen this movie. <laughs> and I had not seen it since then. I remembered I really liked it, but I didn't remember much about it. Like, I, I remember the I knew who I knew who the Red Hood was. I knew all that, of course, but I didn't remember everything else about this. And I went into this kind of like, OK, you know, I remember being good. I'm, I'm excited to watch this. And I was you know, a little bit blown away about how much I still enjoyed it. My wife, who doesn't like Batman very much, she watched this movie and she actually enjoyed it. Which I was not expecting either, because <laughs> she hates Batman. Well, the the story is pretty easy to get into, even if you don't know who Jason Todd is. It's Batman. It's always Batman. You can probably watch most standalone Batman movies by themselves. And the only ones I probably don't recommend are most of the New Fifty Two because they all actually do take place one after the other. I'm actually watching them in order right now with my friend, so that's probably the only ones you probably couldn't watch. But like, if you plop someone down who didn't watch anyone about Batman and the uh, What's the one that came out recently with two parts? The the long Halloween. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you could you could pop a non Batman. A movie. <laughs> oh, was it was it not good? I haven't watched it yet. So if it's not good, let me know. <laughs> he loves the long Halloween comic story, so that he could be judging a little. Oh, I am judging it way harshly because <laughs> it very far deviates from the book, and the book is one of my favorite Batman stories of all time. I pushed to do that one on this podcast for so long. It's on there. <laughs> it is now, but ooh, anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Batman under the red hood. Yeah. 
it's also nice to know that like there are a few movies that still don't fall under that whole like DC animated universe. And this is one of them, which is this came out before that because it's 2013 when they start that. And then most of those movies kind of tie in like Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, Batman, Bad Blood. All those tie into the DC animated universe. And it's nice that this one is not part of that. It's just a standalone story. And I also feel like you were saying you could watch this without having a lot of prior knowledge to Batman. You you don't need a lot. Maybe you've seen a Batman movie or two. You know who Batman is. You can go into this and really enjoy it. It just works that way. And that, I think that's one thing that's so interesting about it. Like even just the way it starts off, like the movie starts off, you see Ra's al Ghul just standing in a mansion on a hill and you don't know who it is. It doesn't say who it is unless you have subtitles on. It just says Ra, or maybe they say Ra's al Ghul, but it doesn't really give you any context to who this character is. And it works like it was very interesting. I think he makes a comment where he's like, I made a deal with a with a madman or something. And I, I really like that. Yeah, the way this movie just drops you into events that are already unfolding that you don't find out about until later. Always one of my favorite tropes. I love it when movies do that because it kind of gives you like, oh, he did something bad. What did he do? I know I'm going to find out, but dang. He fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the, well, that's the what, best way to put it. That's how I look oh, at it. And then the first scene you see right after that is Joker just beating the shit out of a Robin with a crowbar. And I just can never get over how dark that is. It, it's dark in the comic, too, like in the 1980s comic, where it's like it has in bright colors and everything. And Joker is very not a dark looking Joker. And just the way that they did it. And I mean, every time it's violent as hell. And this this Joker looks evil. He looks like a very not a comedian type character at all. Yeah, we got to talk about this Joker before we go any further. I remember when this came out and this was kind of scandalous because you cast a different Joker voice like that's going to get people's feathers ruffled no matter what you do. But then you cast John DiMaggio, the fucking bender as the Joker. <laughs> Jake from Adventure what? Time, yeah, fucking Jake the dog. <laughs> it, what the hell? Because uh, I've, I've been I've been binge watching Disenchanted and I've watched the entirety of Adventure Time and you can very much hear the Jake the dog laugh and his signature laugh in the Joker's laugh. And it's really weird, but I'll give I'll give it to him. I'll give him well, a he does a good laugh. like impersonation of Mark Hamill is how I feel is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to copy that style because that's but also it's a very dark. This is much darker Joker than what we have in the animated series. This is a very dark joker and i really like how they designed him to be different like his body matches the voice he's a bit beefier he's got you know hard face lines he looks like a goddamn wolf yeah like this is a feral joker and i am here for it (laughs) he he looks like honestly like if they tried to animate like the the Heath Ledger Joker, I'd probably say that that's pretty pretty close, honestly. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, I can I can buy that. Yeah, still hands down, best original Joker design is the Batman, the WB, the one where he's got a straight jacket and dreadlocks. Still, <laughs> oh can't, yeah, yeah, can't beat that Joker design at all. Very original. Which one? The uh, the WBs, the Batman, it had uh, the it had the Joker introduction. He's like in a straight jacket and he has a very feral way of fighting. OK, I don't I've never watched that show. It's pretty, pretty good. good. So I have. OK, I don't know much about it or anything about it. <laughs> 
I tried watching it once and it's never got anywhere. And then just the way that they, they do it and they show like, and you know, they jump back and forth showing Batman on his way there. You know, Robin getting his ass just killed. And then when Joker finally leaves him in this lock in this lock room, Robin, you know, gets the handcuffs, you know, from behind him because he's athletic. And then he sees the bomb and he just sits there. And then you see Batman trying to rush to get to the door. And then the bomb goes off and Batman gets there too late. And it's just it's so powerful. It really is because Jason just kind of accepts his fate. Like he sees the bomb, just kind of takes a deep breath and just closes his eyes. And it's like, fuck, man. What else can you do in that situation? You know, I don't think there's much you can do if you, if you find yourself in that situation. I think it's just over. I'd pretty I, I, much start pulling at any wire, but you know, that's me. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I'm if I know I'm going to die, if I know I'm going to die, at least one of these wires might end up not killing me. Okay, in his defense, though, I don't think he could have got there. So yeah. So yeah. as as uh, I was saying a little bit earlier, this is where the weird in which I recommend if you watch this or gonna if you watch this, watch the death of the family afterwards. So the way the interactive Batman movie works is this is where the three choices start. And one of them, I'll give him credit for being a little bit different because it actually gets pretty cool. It's you can which is and it's also there's another part that's weird. You can do where Jason Todd dies and the whole Red Hood things happen. And you can probably pick different choices. Maybe I haven't seen all of them. Maybe you could kill stuff and other stuff. I almost spoiled the whole fucking movie, but whatever. But what's even <laughs> different is the other two toys you can pick is jason todd survives the explosion and spends like a year you know in burn therapy and becomes hush or what the fuck yeah or you can pick the option where bruce arrives in time but bruce dies co- shielding jason from the explosion and jason becomes red robin and just had the, the boss fights now with two-face instead of black mask what the fuck yeah it's different i'll give you that it's different so <laughs> okay well, like the hush thing kind of makes sense because like that's what they did in the comic and it was, you know, bullshit in the comic too, especially because it wasn't real. But Oh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I learned that recently through TikTok surprisingly that the whole hush thing wasn't real and I always wondered about that, so that's good to know. What? Yeah. In the comic is not real? No, there there's a part in the comics where Hush, there's, there's the hush sequence where it's hush plays out in the comics and it ends up being jason and it's like i've come to kill you batman you're gonna regret doing what happened happened to me but it ends up being clayface yep oh okay i vaguely remember what you're talking it's been a while since i read hush yeah been a long yeah. time yeah okay and then like it, it and then it has that very powerful scene of batman holding dead jason in his arms yep, even though dead like jason should be on fire and direct from the comic book <laughs> <laughs> oh god it, is is he burnt to death in the comic yeah no. he's not burned but his suit is all screwed up and he's bloody yeah like that so. was almost like shot for shot from the comic book yeah they did a good job of it and then and then it cuts to five years later which i like that it does that that it shows you this and then you know you you know that the, I, I like i like time jumps a lot of times in movies and it, it works well in here where it gives you that beginning and then it jumps to the future where you see a criminal meeting of just these random and I, I actually got a kick out of this. I, I do like I'm starting to become more of a fan of the, of the mob in the Batman comics and stuff where you have things of that nature where you just happen to like, who who called this meeting? Well, I didn't call the meeting. Well, you called me. I didn't call the meeting. And they just, you know, they're all confused. And then finally, Red Hood's like, I called the meeting. <laughs> and this is where we got to say that Red Hood is very much played by Jensen Ackles. Fresh from his work in Supernatural while it's still going on, 
because this is basically, it sounds exactly like Dean Winchester, like the exact voice that he's using. Oh, yeah. No question. And, about and it makes that, sense. Yeah. That man has fought to be Jason Todd for the last like decade. And it's I'll give him that. He, it's it's a good role to fight for because what we have now for live action Red Hood isn't very good. <laughs> Don't even. Is it in the Titan show? Yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Okay, I haven't given that show much of a chance yet. I'm going through it because a friend of mine loves it, and I got to season or episode four of season three, like right after this meeting took place IRL in the show, and I was so pissed off I had to put it down for a while. Yeah, even even I'm disappointed. So does he not die in the show? I haven't made it that far. Oh, I don't know what happens. Also, do people considered Red Hood, I mean, because in this story, he's a straight-up villain. No question. He is not... Uh, I wouldn't even consider him an anti-hero in this. He, no, he's an anti-hero. There, there's lines in this that proves he's very much an anti-hero, and I'll get into a little bit more later, especially with other stuff that goes on, but this is essentially a very good character. Actually, he's in the meeting, so we'll just go there. He says it in the... It's a very good character Bible which is usually something you usually have to follow when you're making a character. And so far, everything I've read, except for maybe a little bit new stuff, always fucks it up. Because he's not, he isn't, he isn't the Punisher. He 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 comes in the scene the most badass way of him just throwing a bunch of heads on the table. Properly did like introducing that. yourself. I also yeah. thought of the really dumb movie, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. That's a movie. I just bought that movie not too long ago at the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of. I, I like that that's the introduction to him. He's like, yeah, I killed all your lieutenants, so they're not coming. <laughs> but and it's a he, good it's a good intro. Yeah, he, he says it right off the bat. He says, I'm taking your cut. I'm not taking all of it. You're still going to deal drugs, but you're not dealing the kids. And all, already then you can kind of get a feel for what he's doing. Yeah, I mean... I get it. Like, I can look at it in both different ways. To me, he's still a villain, but at the same time, I do get it because it does make sense in a way. Like, I mean, the drugs, you know, drugs are going to be there no matter what. So at least you're controlling it in one sense where the people that are experienced it are at least old enough to make their own bad decisions. You're mm-hmm. not preying on the young, but yeah, <laughs> still, I mean, just, I don't like, I don't yeah, like he's, fair enough. I guess I like him. <laughs> he's my favorite. I admire his uh, way of doing things. Okay. My uh, my yeah. my phone. I'll, I'll tell you what my phone background is later. But yeah, no, he uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he's my favorite. He's my very much my favorite uh, Robin variant. He does eventually get to do the whole no killing role, and he has rubber bullets in the comics and all that stuff. Uh, gets no love. This is the main movie he gets love in, but anything else he gets no love, specifically from Titans. <laughs> uh, that. That's the show's fault. It's not the Red Hood's fault. Oh, I know. <laughs> and then you have a scene where Batman is chasing after a truck. And I think, and this part, like, so they chase after the truck, he stops the truck, and then they, you see what their cargo is, and you find out that their cargo is Amazo, Amazo, whatever, however you pronounce his name. Amazo. Isn't he a Justice League villain, pretty much? Probably. Usually? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I thought was weird when I saw him. Like, isn't, I mean, this is kind of a big villain just for Batman to fight. I mean, I get it because he can't absorb anyone else's powers at the moment. But the point of that villain is that he fucks everybody up because he absorbs all their powers. No, see, you you missed the part where he's fighting Amazo, and then Amazo just keeps having money fall, fall out of his pockets. That's what he steals from, <laughs> from Batman. <laughs> okay. 
And it was it was cool to see. Like I did enjoy seeing Amazo. I for I completely forgot he was in this movie. And you have Nightwing shows up and then being chased. Like I liked all this. I thought it was a really good action scene that they did here. And the way that he beats Amazo after this time, he just like you just see him threatening. They're just blowing up parts of him trying to beat him down. Like I thought that was really good too. Yeah, and that's really the only way you can beat him. <laughs> Until they blow up his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like that. What did you guys uh, think of uh, Neil Patrick Harris's Nightwing? Loved it. <laughs> he does a good job, I think. He did a yeah. good job. Yeah, he's solid. Like, some of the dialogue is Batman 66 worthy, but, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> But the, I thought the, he did well. The way I saw this is this is very, like, showing. It's very show-offy, and I liked it. You you have the, which I think is always funny in the beginning of this movie, you have the the the, the henchman in the background like whispering about Batman and Nightwing, which I always think is also always pretty funny and pretty cool because it's an offhand way of explaining who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nightwing has a very different way of fighting from Batman because since he is faster, he puts on a brass knuckle because he's not as strong as Bruce. <laughs> that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. And as usual, as he says in the thing too, uh, Batman's just full of gadgets, you know, uh, plastic and other kinds of garbage Batman just pulls out. Electric batarangs because he went through that mission in uh, the <laughs> Arkham games. <laughs> uh, that was cool. Like I, I did enjoy seeing him use his gadgets. Like this is a really good fight. I mean, all the fight scenes are good that we'll talk about, but this one, I'm a big. I was a big fan of them fighting Amazo. I just thought it was you know odd how easily they killed him, but that's neither here nor there. But it was it was good. And then I do like it where the goons are about to like spill the beans on who they're working for. And right before they have a chance to say that they're working for the Red Hood, they get shot and all three of them get killed. I thought that was good, too. Like, that was just or no, maybe they do say Red Hood and they get killed before they can they can talk much. I really enjoyed that. Like, I thought it was a good touch again. As I will say a lot, like to me again, he just feels like almost like a villain in this, especially at first. Yeah, but, you know, he's not like killing good people. I know it's like the same thing with the Punisher. I consider the Punisher a villain, too, so. (laughs) <laughs> it's just me. It's just how I look at characters like this. Which is fair, I guess. At least they're lawful evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm always down for lawful evil. I'm always down for edge. You know, just pure yeah. edginess. It's great. Red Hood is the Shadow the Hedgehog of the Batman universe. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and then you see him chasing after the Red Hood Batman is in the... God, I forgot the name. Is that the is that called the Batwing? Because I completely forgot the name of that ship. Yep, that's the Batwing. Okay. I don't know why, but when I was writing my notes, I was like, I can't remember the name of this thing. Bat I was really surprised. Plane. Yeah, Batglider. <laughs> oh, is is are you making a joke, Kenny? Because Bat Batwing is now officially a Batman uh, character. What? Yeah, uh, Lucius Fox. Lucius Fox's son is Batwing. He has like a. Iron Man kind of a suit. Okay. But no, the plane's always been the Batwing. Always. Yeah, I don't know why they thought that was a good name for him. It's really weird they would do that. Uh, That's DC. They do weird things with Batman sometimes. Oh, we're going to get there, trust me. (laughs) Hey, remember when they had Batman be a giant mech with bunny ears? That was pretty dope. I don't, I stopped reading that run when I got to that, when I got to that story arc in New 52. (laughs) I just quit and I never went back to it. Is that Batman? No, it's Gordon. Okay, it's Gordon. Jim's Gordon. Yeah. Okay. Because I know he he's in a he's in a bat he's in a mech suit at some points. In other suits, he's in like a weird like skin tight bat suit with a gun that shoots taser batarangs. The same same Jim. 
I got nothing. Commissioner. Yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. I have no. It just that broke me and I stopped reading. I never went back <laughs> to New 52 <laughs> run. And I wasn't joining it too. But I, I really like the fact that where Red Hood leads him, he leads him to the Ace Chemical Plant where Joker first started. I thought that was a really neat touch. And you see where Batman is having the flashback to Joker and having, you know, where, where he fell in and where everything had all started. I thought that was really good. I don't remember he first sees the Red Hood already. So he sees kind of the outfit that this this guy has, which is, again, reminiscent of what Joker had. And, and I like that flashback. It reminded me of the killing joke. And I always get get a kick out of that. But. I thought that was cool. And I like the and I like how was, the whole thing was a trap. Like the whole reason he brought him there was so that way he could blow him up because he blows up the plant <laughs> that they're in. So I, I really got a kick out of that too. It was good. The I like the explosions in this. Like they're really well animated. Yeah, they are not quite as well animated as Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker, but <laughs> that's a good movie too. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, what is it? Uh, that also doesn't bring, that doesn't ever really bring, be, oh God, I cannot talk today. That isn't, uh, isn't brought up a lot either is Joker being the Red Hood and, you know, him being tricked into trying to, you know, smuggle a gang and all that. And I, as much as other Batman movies try to do it in game, well, technically Arkham Knight does it, but, uh, other, or Arkham Knight, but the Arkham games do have a Red Hood moment. A lot of times it's like, you you have the really weird thing of the whole Heath Ledger has the whole mysterious Joker's backstory never makes sense. And I can kind of get that because the Joker's a weird guy, but I prefer the Red Hood method of him falling in chemicals and him doing the job is what turned him into the Joker in the first place. Kind my, my whole thing with that is that none of that's real because you can't trust the narrator when it comes to killing joke. Is it the killing joke or is it one bad it's day? killing joke where you see him okay. first have the red hood and fall under there. It is, it is brought up one time later in a Batman comic that I can't mention exactly. Cause it will spoil it to someone that has not read some of it, but it is, they do bring up again, the thing in, in, in the three jokers, they mentioned the killing joke. There's something that ties in with the killing joke again. Really? Hell. Yes. And it ties in a good way, but I can't, but again, it's very, as I will always say, it's very much of, you cannot trust the narrator in that case, like whenever you see the Red Hood thing, I feel like none of that is ever real because the person telling the story cannot be trusted. So that's mm. always been my whole thing on it. Like, I don't you know, I mean, yes, I, I, I believe that Joker fell in. I believe that Batman was there, but the only part that I believe that entire story. Yeah, because everything else is told you told to you from Joker. I mean, I think it was an Arkham origin. That's all they give you, too, isn't it? Just him falling out of the vat with the helmet on and him taking it off. Yeah, because that's the only part that I feel is it's just true. And I think that's the point of it, too, is that, you know, the, the one telling you the story was lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just and then you see Bruce and Dick in the back cave. And I like this. Where you, you see them kind of like trying to figure things out. And they're and when they see the Red Hood, they think it's Joker because Joker was the Red Hood all those years ago when he first appears. And I, I like this where they, they go to Arkham and you see Joker is like pretty secured and they go all the way down there to interrogate him. Because they think he's involved in somehow. I thought that. Yeah, was good. I I'm going to say it again. I really like the Joker in this movie. <laughs> I should I should take that quote and keep that and just he take really out the should. movies. That I really like Joker and just put that all the time. Whatever you're on. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, it's it's no lie that I have been having a lot of Joker fatigue lately. Well, um, so we do have a minute of Batman. Yeah. 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 
most every episode, I usually start bitching about the Joker and how he doesn't go away and they should use other people. There's a whole lot better villains they could use, like Two-Face, but this... I like this Joker because this Joker is new. It's still a Joker that they've never matched, in my opinion. Like, this is... It doesn't even really feel like the Joker, honestly. Okay, I can <laughs> I can buy that. If, and I think that's the reason why I like it so much. So, Kenny, what you're saying is if, if the Joker was a Mountain Dew flavor, this would be a Baja Blast, probably? <laughs> yes, this would be the superior Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then I was when I saw this next part, I was thinking of you right away, Ken, because you get introduced to Black Mask and he's just throwing a fucking fit all the time (laughs) and like beating the shit out of people that work for him and yelling and swearing and just upset. And all I could think is I know how much you like Black Mask, which have been mentioned many times in the show. And I think this is a very good depiction of how like fucked up he is as a as a character. Like he's just an evil ass person. And I oh, yeah, think, and he's got daddy issues all day. I mean, they don't get in, in most films and things that I have seen him in or games like in the Arkham series. They don't really ever go and show you how bad he is. It isn't until, like except for Birds of Prey, where they really show you how messed up this guy is. Yeah, black mask. <laughs> it was I just watched it not too long ago. It was, it was good. <laughs> Watch it last month. Oh, so good. And that's what I really I liked about him. this. And I also like that this is later in Black Mask where he can't. I'm assuming he can't take the mask off at this point. It's already burned on him, I'm guessing. Yeah, it looks pretty form fitting at this point. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure this is now like the face of Black Mask. Yeah, because at one point when they bring in like a new guy, it's I think later in here. But the guy's like, yeah, don't look directly at him and ignore the face. <laughs> yep. And it's it's so refreshing. I really do. Really. I, mm, I like it so much. He behaves like I don't hit people, but I sure do scream and swear a lot. A lot of times when, you know, this podcast is brought up for things, too. It happens. But no, like this, this black mask is just a joy because right off the bat, you just know, all right, this guy's ineffectual. He's not really going to be much of a threat. But man, is he fun? Like this is Batman villain as comic relief. All day, and I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's just a weird, like, face for me. I kind of don't, like, I do like Black Mask. I think Black Mask is funny. In this this movie, he's done really well. But I think the fact that his his face is burnt on is a little weird for me. It's because I feel like it, it, he kind of looks like the mask. Jim Carrey is the mask. But that's so, normal Black Mask, though, is where it's burned on. I guess. In I, the I, comics, that happens later on. Yeah. At some point, I don't remember when, but I know it does get burned on. It's usually always you, burnt on. You did see the mask was black, though, right? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, no, I'm not colorblind. Like it's <laughs> it's it's not just a clever name. Yeah. So it's completely <laughs> different from the mask because the mask is black. Yeah, but like his, his it, it's weird seeing like his his mouth move with his mask is really what it is. It yeah, is. That, it that is. was a little odd too. Yeah, that's really my it's only like issue. Ultron having lips. It's just not right. Oh yeah, I. You know what? Thanks for putting that image in my mouth, Kenny. I completely forgot that. He also when does Ultron too. have lips? Avengers in Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, yeah. It's been a he while also, since I watched. He also has a sweet ass, but that that's a story for another day. Yeah, I covered that movie too. <laughs> <laughs> James Spader, all day. He's a good actor. Love him so much. He's a really good. Go actor. watch the Blacklist, everybody. Very good. 
<laughs> and then after this, you have you find out that Batman and and Red Hood are both listening to Black to Black Mask meeting where he's bitching, so that they're you know so they can you know stop the next shipment of whatever he's up to because he's all pissed off that they stole a mazo or they you know took you know all they blew up a mazo and did all that and he lost out in all this money. So he's all pissed off, which he should be. Yes, I mean it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's a good scene though. And then it's right after this is where you have. I did enjoy this where the cop, this copter lands for Black Mass that has a bunch of weapons. They're like, oh, and you see all these guys just standing there. And then you find out that all the guys are already been beating the shit out of them and all like tied up and just standing there. And then Red Hood just hijacks the helicopter and just shoots everybody. <laughs> like, he's just such a violent character, too, in this. Like, he's just <laughs> killing everyone. And that's why, again, I really don't consider him as much an anti hero. I mean, I get it. And it's like, you're, I mean, the Punisher's an anti hero. It's the same idea. But I just, I don't know. I couldn't see him that way this time, at least. How do you feel about Deadpool, Mike? <sighs> I don't know. I don't really think much about Deadpool, to be honest. <laughs> I don't really consider him much of a hero either. Okay, that's fair. I'm, I mean, he... I was about to say, I'm going to smell a double standard here real quick. I also don't... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Deadpool, I've been a while since I've watched anything with Deadpool in it, but I don't really consider he's not really a hero either. So he's kind of a... An anti-hero? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Anyway, <laughs> so after this, you have, and then you, after he steals the copter, you have Bat and Night, Batman and Nightwing show up, and they're trying to stop the copter. And I, I think this is a really, really good part where you see them both chasing after the Red Hood, and he, and just the way that he kind of, he knows things about Batman. I think this is when you first kind of see that nature of it when they, when they're chasing him, and just like it's also a really, really good action scene too. Mm-hmm. And we also get a Matrix moment here. Where uh, we got a falling helicopter and there is a rope that somebody on a roof is trying to catch so the helicopter doesn't fall. <laughs> Except it's a yeah. good thing that Nightwing had his trusty bat stapler with him. It's right It's right next to his, uh, his bat shark repellent. Yep. Never leave home without it. You never know when there's some papers that might need collating. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to stitch up a whale. Uh, it was yeah. kind of funny that he just pulls it out out of nowhere. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it was it's Batman. I can buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, technically, they knew it was going to happen. They knew it was going to be a helicopter. So that's why, I mean, Batman doesn't pull that bazooka out of nowhere, technically. So, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So uh, there, there, there's obviously a conversation of, all right, all right, Dick, we're going out. I'm grabbing the bazooka. Should I grab the staple gun? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, just grab the staple gun. You don't know. You don't know what we might need. Why not? Grab the bad paper clips, too. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Uh, my cats are being very noisy during this recording. I don't know why. <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> they knocked over my computer, my uh, computer below my feet at one point. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And just oh, everything with him chasing him, where Red Red Hood leaves him to like a booby trap too. I really like that, where he sets him up and then just blows up. Is this when he cuts the rope too, or is that later? This is where this he cuts is the where rope. he cuts the rope. Okay, yeah. that is a really good scene too, where Bruce tries to tie him up and then he he spins and cuts the rope before it goes taunt that uh that knife is also looking extra familiar and i have a you know a theory about that which i always i believe is true what is that all right let's hear it uh, i firmly believe that knife is just half a batarang huh like it's it's in the shape of a batarang like if you look at it at certain points it just looks like a batarang wing okay that would make sense that would I'll make sense because he makes the comment he's like how many you know one point not too long after he makes a com- you know, how many knives do you know can cut through my rope yeah so I, I thought that All was right. really good. And this is kind of when he gets a clue of who he is and he starts to kind of figure it out. And it isn't until 
the, you have the explosion and you have the train and and he and Red Hood leaves them and he says next you know better luck next time Bruce and he can't hear Bruce at first until he you know does like I I really got as a guy who messes with audio all the time I really got a kick out of him doing where he's you know editing the audio and taking out the other sounds I really like that I mean I can't do that with my audio because I use Audacity but it really made me happy <laughs> to see Audacity can do some stuff can do some stuff but if i had a train in the background i can't take out the train <laughs> i haven't tried but like i can't take out all the sounds the cats have been making while i've been trying to record this podcast i can't take those out i don't you know not and keep the other stuff that i want intact so fair enough, fair enough. There, there's two things that i always love that like you can't you can't get rid of in a staple of a batman movie one is during this entire chase scene there's a fucking blimp going around and my god gotham that's why your crime rate's so high up because you don't have cop cars you just got blimps driving around monitoring for crime. All right. <laughs> Finish your next thing because I want to go back to that blimp. And two, you can't have a Batman movie without the big ass monorail either. Like that monorail always does something to fucking get someone killed all the time. Yeah. I mean, it didn't Batman Begins? It did something I else too. To, I, I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yeah. I think it's in the Joker movie too, isn't it? I've never seen the Joker movie. Yeah, the monorail's in there. It's okay. Yeah. It's not you can't you can't look at it as a Joker from Batman. You have to look at it as just some guy named Joker. I don't know that that might go into a very DC specific three Jokers movie for apparently where that's leading. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it oh, makes look, sense. For something that movie. I'm not mad about. <laughs> <laughs> that movie made a lot of money and didn't cost yeah. him a lot. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised that it will somehow be put in somewhere else. It also ruined a landmark. Yeah, yeah. You mean the stairway? Yeah, that that stairway, like for a year after the Joker came out, was just riddled with tourists and trash. Yeah, I mean, I can't say much because I went to New York and I found that stairwell. I would probably take a picture on it. So, but I don't go to New York. So you you have to do the pose. You have to do the, the arms in the air, pelvic thrusting pose with a cigarette in your mouth. You don't gotta <laughs> light don't it. Smoke. You don't gotta light it. Just make sure you have a cigarette in your mouth. If I ever go to New York, which I might someday, I'll try. I'll try <laughs> to find it. It'll be years from now because I'm not really interested in another giant city but and and when you see bruce figure it out like because he, he tests the audio and then he runs the audio of of jason todd and they match and i really like that too where he you know, he starts to kind of put together the who this is i think this is when he puts it together right is through the voice no yeah. i think this, or yeah he, he puts some of it together but it's not confirmed uh we get the whole scene of them fighting a very jim carrey-ish riddler <laughs> yes I I like seeing this Riddler. I really got a kick oh, out of this. Yeah, and this actually ties in really well with the blimp thing that I wanted to go back to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the Riddler was voiced by one Mr. Bruce Tim. Oh, now, I'm not... Well, he didn't really talk, just a couple of grunts here or there. But uh, Bruce Tim, you will also remember, was heavily involved with Batman the Animated Series which is the first thing that I see with the blimps and looking at the design of the characters, like it's, it's not directly the animated series design, but there are a lot of similarities. You know, the city itself does still maintain that art deco look and it's, you know, it, isn't Batman the animated series, but it is definitely an homage to the art style. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, also that was the that's also one of the biggest Batman things we ever had was that show. I mean, I think now I mean that show is still regarded as one of the best Batman things because it is. 
Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't disagree with that, but that makes sense that they were really drawing from that inspiration too. Yeah. At least visually, I think they were. I can't remember and... if how big Batman was in 2010 when this movie came out. This should be around. This is this is probably still riding the hype of Batman Begins because I want to say, is it before or after 2011 is the Dark Knight? No, the Dark Knight was earlier than that because I was still with my girlfriend at the, my first girlfriend at the time. So Dark Knight's early. Dark Knight 2008. This is right on Dark Knight High. Like yeah. the Dark Knight High was written for several years. And the Dark Knight High is an intense high. Yeah, until you get that high. shitty movie afterwards called Dark Knight Rises. Hey. <sighs> we're gonna do the dark knight right the dark knight movies one day and when, when i do dark knight rises i have the funniest opening of all time okay which... I, I do want to do all three of them because well why not but yes <laughs> because bane is in a plane above spain gently surrounded by rain Fucking quit this podcast. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and then you see an older Robin too, which I like this. And you see how you know how he's not how the way he shouldn't be. He's not really listening to Batman. He's you know very violent too. Like he's just beating the shit out of people when he doesn't need. Like he like I thought it was funny when Batman's like, "Oh, you broke the guy's collarbone." I want to be like Batman. You break everything in people all the time. Why are you upset yeah. now? Fucking kids break their collarbone playing youth football. Jesus Christ. I mean, do you not see what he does in Arkham Knight? He hits him with a fucking car and goes, yeah, they're fine. I just electrocuted them and hit them with my car, but they're fine. They're not dead. That's my favorite thing of all time, because I I remember I bought Arkham Knight for my birthday and my husband's sitting next to me and I'm hitting people with a car and they're just being lightly tasered away. And my husband's like, you cannot. There's no comic explanation for what's going on for that. It's called death. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's he's killing them. Well, they're not dead. They're going to be dead shortly when they, you know, because they're laying on the ground dying. <laughs> 100, 120, 120 mile per hour tank. Yeah, you're not going to survive that. I don't care what, what the game says. <laughs> uh, and then you, you get introduced to more Black Mask. I So I got a kick out of this part to really kind of like flesh out the Black Mask character where he's yelling again because that's all he does in this movie. But then you see mm-hmm. him, he sends people to attack a bar. And I thought this was really good. They go to the bar and they're like, we paid protection money to the Red Hood. And he said, that's the problem. They just start killing people in this bar to send a signal to Red Hood. And I thought that was like, I mean, that was classic Black Mask, too, I felt, from what what I do know about him. Well, I mean, Red Hood stole his business, so it's time to start taking it back. Makes yeah, perfect sense. And probably more successful, too. Like, I feel Red Hood's actually, like, doing a good job at what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, because he's got that smooth, calm, hey, do what I tell you, or I'm going to kill you. You don't have Red Hood, or you know, screaming, and punch people in the face. (sighs) Or threatening to skin people alive? Skin their face? Uh, Such a... That scene bothered me. Move. <laughs> that scene really bothered me when I watched that movie. I'm like, ah! They had to cut that down, apparently. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's a movie we should do in here, too. Yeah, I do want to do that movie. I, I want to eventually do more of the DC movies, but that hasn't happened yet. Because I have other <clears> things. <throat> I, I have so many things I want to do. So, <laughs> And then you and I did like this part with another part you have where the go- you have these goons that end up getting one of these one of like the mob bosses that had signed up with Red Hood earlier that you see, and then they, they, they have him all beaten, and they're about to light him on fire to send a message. And I really like this, where one guy gets shot, and the other guy just lit on fire by his own Molotov cocktail that he was going to use. Which is like, hilarious. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I love 
the good old shooting the Molotov cocktail out of the hand and having it explode all over you and getting lit on fire. It's a very specific trope, but it's one that I've come to love as a person. Now, that can obviously be one-upped and has been one-upped recently simply by having someone throw a Molotov cocktail and you catch it and throw it back. Hawkeye! It's a very cool scene in Hawkeye. I don't I don't remember that. I did watch Hawkeye. It's uh when they're invading uh what's her face's Kate house. Bishop's apartment. Yeah, yeah, Kate Bishop's apartment. Okay. That's a nice apartment too. Mm-hmm. It was a nice apartment. <laughs> Especially for New York. And this is and then I, I and the next thing you get is you have the assassin team shows up and attacks the attacks Red Hood. And I really like these assassin team. Like I think they're really good. I don't know if they're characters that were ever like in the comics or people that exist outside, but they I feel like they do a very good job of being in this movie, and then you have Batman shows up, and you have Batman and Red Hood fighting all four of them kind of together in a sense, and I, I, I really got a kick out of it. I thought that was just such a good action scene, and it's a way of bringing the two characters together, where Batman's kind of real, you know, realize who this is, why they're fighting, so he, you know, and he even says something to him, like, I think he calls him Jason at this point. I can't remember. No. Not yet? No. No, okay. not yet. They, they have the, uh, my favorite scene of them going back to back and Jason says something, and Bruce says, shut up and fight, and just pure magic. They're really good together, and, and I thought that was a really good thing, the way they do this, and I got a big kick out of it. And I this is don't... one of the things I remembered, too. I vaguely remembered this scene. And just the way that, like, they kind of, you know, they disabled most of them, but <laughs> there's, like, the one guy that I just called him fake Cyclops, where Red Hood zaps him in the face and then blows up his head. <laughs> I mean, it's just badass. So I always make a joke about stuff like this, and it's very I don't know. I don't know if these guys are based off anything in the comic, but it's always the consistency of, oh, look, there's a there's a team of minions out. Who are the minions? Oh, you know, it's usually a big or fat guy. There's a girl and there's a guy with weird powers. And then there's some other guy usually thrown in there. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind. It it works as a good way in here. Everything I can find tells me that those four people are part of the League of Assassins. Oh, huh. that makes sense. I can buy that. I mean, kind of like I don't know their names. I am actively trying to figure it out. <laughs> he says them later on. It's like the, the forehand or something like that, because Black Mass makes a comment later on, like, well, we better call him something else now. Yeah, because there's no longer four of them. There's only three of them. <laughs> yeah. But I still I didn't have a problem with it because the way that I looked at it a lot was more. Uh, I mean, what like what now you say the League of Assassin League of Assassin does get hired out and work for other people. So that's why I'm like, OK, I can I can buy this. Yeah, so, like uh, I'm having difficulties finding it. I'll find it eventually. The, the fearsome hand of four. OK, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when Red Hood then tells Batman his plan, how he's going to you know kind of take over the crime to finally you know help control it instead of what batman's been doing all these years because he's not doing anything he's not doing it right and i like this i like how red hood has that mentality that he has because of what he went through that he was killed and you know he sees things differently now like, I, I think all that is really good and this is also they have a small scene throughout the fight where red hood gets slashed by a sword which then pays off because batman takes the sword and runs the dna against a jason todd he had in the system which then shows him that, yes, it confirms it at that point that it's the same person. There, There's also like a really, what is it? I've always said this, and Arkham Knight kind of plays a little bit into more. You could, Tops Batman can only be 
Batman for like 10 years because like at some point people start realizing, oh, that's totally a dude in a suit. Oh, or even like beginning of Arkham Knight is like, I'm going to run over you with my fucking car. If you don't tell me where the where, where Arkham Knight is, are you, though, Batman? Because I've known <laughs> you for about a decade. You're not going to run over my head. I also believe that Batman could only like you, what you said. He could only be Batman for like 10 years or so. I don't think you could. I mean, like the Arkhamverse is only a 10 year story. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's about 10 years that he's Batman before it all ends. I don't think it's more than that. But it's been a while since I've actually looked at the entire timeline. And then you have Black Mass yelling again, because <laughs> that's all he does in this movie. Woo! <laughs> you have him yelling, and then you have Red Hood blow, blows up the entire floor they are on, and Black Mass just starts running when he realizes that they have a sniper on, you know, they have a red dot on him. <laughs> and this scene is hilarious, because he pushes his assistant, like, into, like, take his spot, like, uses her as a shield. Yeah. That's just prime Black Mask. But that's what makes also, it so good. Also, yeah. the, little ha- the little hand away from Red Hood's really cute. It's like really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's some Dean Winchester shit right there. It and really I like is. How this Wait, whole... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, the whole thing was a setup, too. And you find out shortly after this, because then because of this and because he attacked, you know, Black Mask that closely, then Black Mask breaks Joker out of pri- out of Arkham. And I thought that was a good scene, too, where the one guard's like, hey, I'll, why don't you, guys, you guys want any drink? Like, why don't you just go? And they just shoot him because he won't leave. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was cool, too. Like, that was a cool touch. Like, the guy's like, you, don't have to, you didn't have to kill him, which uh, makes sense. But so go ahead, Kenny. I was just going to say Batman or Batman, pff, Black Mask meeting Joker like that is just this scene is great. Yes. I, I really so enjoyed it. I also feel like it's a very black mass thing to do, even though like specifically in this movie, like, man, guys, we really got to get rid of Red Hood. What do we do? And he's just like, I know. Let's go get the Joker because <laughs> Gotham's not probably already full of at least maybe 30 villains and Condiment King. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know what makes him think like, oh, yeah, let's just go get the Joker. Th- this will solve probably all of my problems. Stupidity. Well, I, this is the same Joker that beat a child to death with a crowbar. So like if you need somebody to die, there's a good chance that this Joker's going to do it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I got nothing else for that one, <laughs> but I really like it because Joker's just like eating chips the entire time <laughs> that black mask is talking. Then he gets thirsty. So he gets some water, breaks a glass, kills all of black men's uh, black masks, men. And it does not go the way he plans. <laughs> but it, it's such a good scene to see how violent this Joker is and how this ruthless he is in this. Because, I mean, we have watched a lot and read a lot of comics that involve Joker in movies at this point, And you don't always get a Joker that's this violent. And I, and I think that's really good to kind of see how vicious he can be. This is also one of his best two lines in the movie, which is, I'm going to need some guys, but not these guys. These guys are dead. <laughs> and the way he delivers it is just like grown worthy, but also a masterclass in acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I love it and I hate it in equal measure. It's awesome. I, I really liked it. And, and I also thought this part was pretty powerful where Bruce is digging up Jason's grave. And he finds out the body in there is fake. And he's like, I should have checked it. I thought that was really good, too. I was also like, well, you should realize the body is fake the moment you see the body has been five years and he looks the same. Like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. 
I mean, if you open a, if you open a tomb and it's been five years and you don't see, you know, something resembling a skeleton and not something that just someone just died yesterday, like, yeah, there's an issue. <laughs> if you're getting closer to the body, you don't smell something. That, there's a problem because I'm. It doesn't take long, from what I understand. If it was a dead body, it, within days it's stinking. You start rotting pretty yeah. damn quick if you're not if you're not embalmed or you know do, do the stuff to to make that happen. Weirdly I enough, don't look good. Weirdly enough, Alfred believes it's still Jason. I mean, it's been five years, buddy. <laughs> like, how can you? Like, unless he paid to have the body embalmed, you know, he wasn't mummified or, or a sealed casket. Yeah, like it would have to be hermetically sealed. And well, Bruce Wayne does have that kind of money, so he does that have that kind of money. Okay. Yeah, I can buy that. And then I like how Batman goes to go go see Ra Azghul because he's like, I know what happened here. <laughs> you know, he puts two and two together so quickly. And just the way that he goes and confronts him, like he sneaks into the tower and takes out a guard and he's just there. And I thought that was, you know, really good Batman. The guy's like, yeah, let me uh, call off my men before they burst in this room. And he's like, I'm having a guest over for dinner. <laughs> Don't disturb <laughs> me. I really I really like Ra's Ghul in this. I like the, the way that that he's depicted as a as a character in this and like everything you see about him is just is so good because Raza Ghul is a great character. He really is. You mean Rachel Ghul? Yeah, I know I'm saying it wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> no one ever says it right. No, I say it right. <laughs> and then like with the whole flashback that he has where he talks about how he hired Joker, he's like, yeah, we were against each other at that time. I I thought I could, you know, hire him to keep you busy while I was trying. I think he was yeah, trying to blow up banks because he was trying to screw up destabilize the, the economy yes. in europe yes with this very much a razagul razagul thing i mean it's very much him like that that is a that is a plot line that fits that character to a t and i really appreciate that oh yeah total legal shadows move right there yes see that's how you avoid saying the name <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what i liked about it so much is that it was so much just him and like you know, and he's giving you this whole story about why he hired him and that how he felt bad for Jason dying because that wasn't what he wanted. Now he took dead Jason and put him in the pit. So, I don't know why somebody thought putting a dead guy in a pit was a good idea, but hey, you know. So, um, well, technically they do do that to to, to Raish sometimes. Usually, because uh, I am watching the new 52 comic, so things kind of start to bleed together, or movies. You can technically throw Raish into the fucking pond as long as, like, his body's okay. You can't throw a burnt-up Raish in there. It won't work. Okay. So, like, so like if you if you find him with his head cut off, he you're, he's done. It, there's, you know... <laughs> he coming back at that point? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But um, this changes a little bit every once in a while in the comics. I know, currently, storyline-wise... Riddler, why Riddler? Uh, Joker, completely character. Joker was pissed off in general, and I think he ends up finding he, he either figures it out or someone tells him, tips him off. He ends up kidnapping Jason's mom, and I think Jason's mom reveals that he's Robin. Somehow she knows. I think he tells her, and that's how the kidnapping starts and everything. That is in the original Death of the Family comic. Is that the original? I think they went yes. back to it being canon though. Yes, he goes and he finds in the, in the old comic. He goes and finds his mother. Because he realizes that the, the mother that he thought was real was his real mother was not his real mother. And then he does find her. And then she was blackmailed by Joker because she was embezzling money and stuff of that nature. And that's and then she turns him in to pay her debt. So, yes, that is from cold blooded. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that is from the comics. The original 
they must have retconned it again or something. But that is the original story. They probably mm-hmm. cut it for the movie because then they have they have to put more in the movie to explain all that. So yeah, no, it, it's fine. It like the way the movie yeah. does it is just fine. Because and also this this movie's more about Batman feeling guilty for it. If you add his mother in, then it would be more of his mother, you know, was involved, not as Batman as much. Where the story is all about Batman must feel guilty for what happened. So it has to be just his fault. Well, that's what Batman does. So yeah, too. everything is my fault. I am miserable. I am Batman. Uh, and then like, you? when you see when you see Jason <laughs> escape and like the first thing he does, he he just rips some, he pushes somebody's eyeballs in one of the guards. It's like, oh, it's just so vicious. Yeah, that's hot. Uh, <laughs> it's so vicious. Like, and he's just insane, which, again, if you were dead and all of a sudden you're no longer dead, I think no matter what, you're going to be like, you're not going to be OK, especially if you remember being dead. In some sort of sense. Yeah. You know, like Buffy. I was in heaven. You know. <laughs> God, I love that episode. I think I was in heaven. <laughs> but so that's what it made me think of too. Anytime people come back from the dead. That's what I think of that. They remember either where they were or something. They're aware that they died. And they're not okay with it. Yeah. And uh, the last thing Jason remembers is being blown the fuck up. So yeah. I like to think that he's pretty freaked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Jason wakes up with the worst thing ever with no eyebrows. Oh, God, he didn't have eyebrows. Nope. Because oh, they were burned off. I don't know. I can't, I can't sure. get an answer for that. I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't, a, you know, you know, he was blown the fuck up. So also possible they forgot to draw them. Yes. No, that's I probably think, the more uh, likely. I, it's, a, but... it's supposed to give him a more like horrifying look because he does like his face is all janked up too, like as well. Yeah. Like he's. He's a little pruny, so, you know, devoid of liquids. So I would I would imagine that he like, yeah, you you come up looking like that if you were stored in a crate for like a day or two. It doesn't take long. The body rots very quickly. Yeah, it does not take long. So, yeah, I can buy that. Yeah. And, and I think I've seen people that are dead, unfortunately, so, soon after. And it doesn't take long before the body's just not, it's, you know, doesn't it starts The process starts. So it's not pretty. OK. And this was a guy. And then you, when you have bat, you have Batman talking to Alfred and just all their interactions in this Alfred, I think is pretty good. You don't get him a whole lot in this movie, but the interactions are good between the two of them as always. Yeah. And yeah, then I like how when, Alfred. when black Max hired Joker, he had this whole thing. He's like, okay, I need a truck and I need men. And then you see Joker on a bridge in a truck with a truck and he's standing on top of the truck. And you notice that black Max and all his men and his secretary are all inside the truck, but tied up. <laughs> And then Blackman's like, this is not what I had in mind or something like that. He's yelling at him. And I really like that. <laughs> like he does. <laughs> well, I mean, he pours gasoline Joker. in there. Like, I'm like, God, these, these guys are fucked. Like, this Joker is, to steal line from Lizzo, 100% that bitch. Like, he is <laughs> the most drama of drama queens in this moment right here. But it's good. Oh, I love it. I love it I mean, so much. I thought it was funny because I'm like, okay, Bl- I think Black Mess is, you know, like they're all dead because he drops the lighter in there. And then you see, I mean, in, in technically, that whole, I'm, I'm pretty sure that whole thing should have just blown up because how much gasoline was in there. But instead, uh, it just lights one guy on fire and you just hear him screaming. <laughs> I don't think gasoline blows up if you pour it out like that. I think it just keeps burning until it's gone. Yeah, really what makes gas flammable is the vapor. Uh, the gas being atomized is what causes cars to... Uh, work the way that it does in a very fine mist. So okay. when you got a lot of gasoline dispersed over a large area, it's just going to be flammable. 
Okay, so it wouldn't. Okay, so it was accurate to science. Yeah. Well, I mean, sort of. it's cartoons, so it's, it's more accurate than, say, Transformers. <laughs> All right, I'll go with that. <laughs> uh, you, you made my comment sound so dumb, and I didn't think of it. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. We no, no, didn't mean like that. Well that's what made me think of. It was just funny. <laughs> and I mean, it's just it's just really good. And then like Red Hood doesn't even give a shit. Like, fine, kill him. I don't care. I just want to kill you. And then this is when you find out that Red Hood is was using Black Mass so he would get Joker out so he could kill Joker because he wants revenge on what Joker did to him by beating him and blowing him up. Which makes this sense. Perfect. This is completely such, makes sense. This is such a like I'm two steps ahead, but I'm three steps ahead of you fucking move. And it's just really funny that that's the way it was planned out. But um, from here on out, though, the the interactions between Joker is where the, the movie is the high point of the movie and where the, the rest of the movie is just complete, just beautiful. The interactions <laughs> between Joker and Red Hood and Batman are just great to which uh, the line of, oh, hey, you took my identity. Too bad you went a little biker fetish with it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> and then Batman stops the fire because he's Batman, so he has to come over with some like fire extinguisher thing and put out the fire. Which is the most hilarious and ridiculous moment because Joker's just sitting there like, ha, I've lit people on fire. He's in the spotlight. He's got his arms spread out. And then he's just covered with fire foam and the fire's <laughs> out. And it, it is so cartoon and it makes okay. me happy. But it also fits <laughs> Batman so well. It does. And I, I also liked how Red Hood tells Batman, I'm taking Joker to Crime Alley. And I think that's a powerful scene because isn't Crime Alley where his parents died too? If I remember correctly. Yeah. Okay. And then also when you when he when he when he gets there, that's when you see the vision of where he is the same place where he met Jason Todd all those years ago when he tried to steal the, the wheels off the car. <laughs> honestly, which is the faller. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. funniest thing you can do, honestly, is is finding a kid stealing the goddamn wheels off your car. <laughs> it's really good how that's what they went with. And I also there's another good scene here where you see Red Hood start beating Joker with a crowbar. I'm just like, OK, that that's just that's just badass in a sense. Like he's like, you beat me to death. Well, guess what? Now it's my turn. And I love the moment that Joker sees a crowbar and he's like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's also a moment where he's like, man, I probably deserve this a little bit because I've probably done this to at least more than three people. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every t- every person I beat to death with a crowbar, I'd have like four dollars. <laughs> but it's also weird that I have four dollars, right? But yes. a joker, uh, no. A crowbar's got to hurt so bad to get beaten with. I can't even imagine. I've dropped one on my foot before. That's it like the hurt. closest thing I have. And yeah, it sucked. I mean, I've used it. I think I've done it, too. I've, actually, I think I dropped it on my girlfriend's foot at the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I dropped it on her foot. She was not happy, by the way. After that, another another weird fact too is that Jason beating uh, Joker with a crowbar has become so iconic that usually Jason has a crowbar in his uh, hideaway hole camp and also carries it around as a weapon in like half his costumes. Mm. That's great. I like I it. It's funny. Makes sense, but I'm like, eh, I don't know. That's kind of like if you were you know killed with something, I don't think I'd carry it with me. The same idea. I don't know, man. Like. Jesus was crucified on a cross and all of his followers wear it. So, I mean, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Aren't we both atheists? 
<laughs> I'm agnostic. I'm not an atheist, but okay. you know, I'm just saying if you I'm not really if an atheist your guy either, gets I crucified, not I don't yeah. believe in organized religion. I think organized religion is organized crime. So, <laughs> it, someone's I mean, gonna be really mad at me is. right now, but that's how I feel. <laughs> now I'm just imagining the Pope as black mask, and I'm I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I mean, to be fair, you know the Pope is so much of a, uh, the the Pope is so much of a bad guy. You fist fight him in Assassin's Creed too. So yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> God, I, I I love Assassin's Creed too. Oh, that game is so good. Oh, that series is so good to a point. So, <laughs> I still play and then you it. have anyway. Batman start fighting Red Hood with a. You have a knife fight, is what I put in my notes. I don't really remember what it was, but I just remember everything between them is so badass. It is just so good, and Joker's just there too. He's just I think mean, he's just locked in a locker. Well, no, this, why they're this fighting? Is, this is where they yeah, but this is where they have the fight on the rooftop. And uh, you oh have, yeah, you have my all time hands down. He is this bitch, Jason Todd, to where he and it's he's made fun of it constantly throughout his entire like comic existence. Where this dude takes his mat his his helmet off to reveal he's wearing a mask. It's so dumb. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Oh, hundred percent. When you when you have to do things just for the aesthetic. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> but that's just sometimes what makes things good. Like, and I also got a kick out when he takes off his mask and you find out it's a bomb to distract Batman, essentially what he uses it for. Like, I thought that was cool, too. Like, Batman should have seen this coming that, like, you know, he learned a lot from him. I mean, he was his protege. Also a move that anybody dramatic would pull. Yeah. <laughs> so dramatic. It's done in a Resident Evil game and movie. <laughs> I don't remember what you're talking about. I don't think I want to. Uh, Ada's sunglasses also make a Oh, Resident Evil 4. Okay. And the movie. The movies do the same thing, too. I don't remember the movies with Ada in it. It's like one movie. <laughs> Fuck! I think it's five. <laughs> I, it's been a while. I need to rewatch them all. But that's Just enough. watch the new one. I tried on a plane. I need I, to watch the new one. I didn't finish it because I landed in Vegas, so I stopped watching the movie. Did, did you like it up to where you got it, too? It was okay. <laughs> I don't like how Leon is completely utter dumbass. I enjoyed it because if you go back and play Resident Evil 2, Leon is an absolute dumbass. He, <laughs> but not really that dumb. Lo, like, he is, though. Okay, I do want to <laughs> like replay the original. The original Resident Evil 2, not the new one where he's competent. The no, he's original not competent one. one. I haven't played the new one. He's not competent in the new one, trust me. <laughs> okay. That game's scary. Okay, so back to Batman. <laughs> yeah. And then Batman. you have him fighting again. And I like how Batman makes a comment where he burns Red Hood's jacket. He's like, you know, because I think he makes a comment about how you always had your toys, Batman. He cuts off his bat, you know, his bat belt. So he also then burns his jacket. So he loses his toys, too, which I I mean, like, again, like, come on now, Batman, you trained him. What do you expect? <laughs> like, and this really is two drama queens upping each other in every move. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it really is, because Batman is 100% for the drama, and this is somebody he trained taking it to the next level, so it's absolutely just idiotic the way they keep one-upping each other throughout this entire fight. <laughs> yeah, so it makes it great, though. Oh, yeah, I 100% love it. And this it's is also where you have, and then, like, the fight keeps going until Jason pulls a gun on Batman, and, like, doesn't he throw a gun to Batman, too, at one point? Which I thought yeah. was kind of funny because Batman never uses guns, really. I mean, not this version of Batman. Well, well that's after the bathroom fight. 
he, oh, he throws the oh sink at him. Oh my god! <laughs> that <laughs> bathroom fight was so brutal. Yeah. Oh my god! Like they're just throwing each other into walls, and Redhead's trying to stab Batman with ceramic tile. <laughs> oh, and this he is... bounces off a toilet face first. Oh, <laughs> like it's so brutal. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this surprised. is also. This is also where you get hands down the my the best reason why I love Jason Todd, why I love Red Hood and why I love this movie, which is the speech, which is if it could be summarized down into anything, it's I can't believe he's not dead. There's a reference to the killing, the the killing joke. And, you know, the, uh, he makes a comment about the people he, he's crippled and you see kind of Batman. Kind oh, of yeah. At it. Yeah. And. It, it's even the thing of I'm just surprised he's not dead. And it's like, I don't kill people, Jason. It's like, I'm not talking about Riddler or Scarecrow <laughs> or Two-Face. I'm talking about Joker, who, if anyone knows anything about Batman, has just gone to town on people in the city and everything. Yeah, and, one of the worst villains in Batman. Yeah, and I, I don't I've never watched maybe I maybe watched three episodes of Supernatural. I'll give Jensen Ackles the voice acting on this whole scene because it's just pure honey. It really is. And oh, God, it's just it's such a good speech. And he's right. That's the problem. He's right. (laughs) He's right. I think Joker only gets killed by Batman in one story, if I remember correctly. Right. At least three. Uh, Oh, okay. The only one I can think of is Dark Knight Returns. I think he kills him. Well, I mean, Arkham City. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he kind of killed himself in that. And Doesn't he same strangle with... him in Dark Knight Returns? Like he breaks his neck, or did or did and Joker, then break Joker his own finishes neck? the job? Yeah, Joker breaks his own neck. There's still that ambiguity at the end of Killing Joke, which you know. Okay, oh, so killed... much as I he straight have up feelings him. about it. I mean, the way you that guys... comic works is they're both laughing, and all of a sudden, only one of them is laughing. You guys got that? Okay, I'm not the only one because I've told people that before, and then no one believes me. I've always said at the end of the Killing Joke, Batman definitely kills the Joker. Well, what you can do is you take him to a podcast. We have an episode all about the Killing Joke comic. Yeah, listen to it. <laughs> we talked about that in depth, if I remember correctly. It's yeah, been a while. Oh yeah, I think I did. Also, Killing that. Joke is a story that wasn't supposed to be part of canon, so it can do things differently. Yeah, because it was just a standalone story. I mean, it became canon later, but it wasn't supposed to be part of the main continuality. Well, I've I've got something funny about that, which is actually really cool, and it's the one of the reasons why I kind of recommend that movie. But, anyways, <laughs> I'll get back to that when this is done. <laughs> <laughs> so after we get this speech, and Batman gives him the whole "It'd be too easy to cross the line. I'm better than them." speech, then, uh, oh, <laughs> debatable. Real quick as well, I completely forgot. Uh, Bruce also kills him in Injustice. Oh, that's different. Oh, yeah. That was no, pretty good, Superman. too. Does he? No, no. It when Superman, when Batman, Superman when Batman goes back, when they go back to their universe in justice, Batman's taking the Joker back to Ark, back to the back to the jail. And Joker's like, I'm just going to do it again. I'm going to go ahead. And now that I know there's a universe where I get to turn Superman to a dictator, I'm going to keep trying because it's funny. And they pull him from a police station. He's like, this is Narkom. He goes, I know. And Batman just snaps his neck. And he walks out of the car and pulls his hood, his mask off. Okay. Oh. It's been a long time since I played Injustice 1. Oh, this is the comics. Oh, that's why I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've never read the comics. The comics are all right. That is cool, though. Okay. I want to read the comics someday, but I just don't care enough about Injustice. 
one day. I say that a lot in the show, I think. <laughs> There's so many one things I want to do. One day I really do. I just love that whole scene with him not. And I, I don't remember what story it is where Batman says, well, if I kill... If I kill someone, then there'll be two murderers in the room, or there'll still be one murderer in the room, or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say I don't remember which one that was either, but I remember that being like a main thing in one of the stories. I just don't remember which one it was. I feel like we've covered it before. I think we have, but I can't remember what. <laughs> Somebody I, I, go back and listen to it and tell us. Was it a killing I, joke? Maybe. I don't know. Nah, it doesn't matter. Go listen to all our Batman episodes. That's all I got to say. I, I just know there's a meme where he, it has that line from Batman. Where he's like, if I kill a person, then there'll still be the same amount of murderers in the room. To which it immediately cuts to a picture of Jason Todd where he's like, yeah, but if I kill like a thousand murderers, I guess that does something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. And then like Jason Todd is trying to get Batman to save the Joker where he shoots Jason Todd instead. And I like how he does this, how Batman just turns around and starts to walk away. And when he tries to shoot Batman himself, then he throws a battering into the gun, which then somehow jams the gun, I guess. Causing the gun to explode. And then this is where we get one of the the best Joker lines in this entire movie. <laughs> the Joker says, I can't believe you got him, you expert, rootin' tootin', eagle-eyed, goth-loving marksman. I love it. You managed to find a way to win. And everybody still loses. <laughs> and he starts choking the shit out of him. Yeah. Joker just oh. jumps on him and starts choking him. I think, and Joker's uh, like, this was after Jason activates the bomb, too. Because Joker's just like, nope, this is it. I'm the only one who's going to get what I want tonight. <laughs> we all die. <sighs> yeah. It's good, though, because uh, the Joker, I mean, if you fucking read enough freaking Batman comics like we have on the show with Joker and in movies, like, Joker doesn't exist without Batman. He needs Batman in order to be the Joker. So it completely makes sense that, you know, this is the way that he wants to go out and just die with Batman and with his creation, the Red Hood. Oh, it's good. There, there, there's a line a little bit earlier that I, it, which is a, that's a really good line. But I think the other line that really catches you off guard is a little bit earlier whenever uh, they they get done beating the shit out of each other in the bathroom and they roll out. And then uh, uh, Jason kicks the the uh, door open to, to reveal the Joker. And he starts laughing and he's like, oh, let's get a group picture. First you and me, then me and him, then all of us together. And then one with the crowbar and then Jason pistol whips him. That's the most. <laughs> yeah, line. that one's a good one. <laughs> That's the, the most line I remember from this fucking movie, too. It's just really uh, silly. Well, it's a really good Joker line. I mean, it just it shows really you how nutty Joker is in this. You know, and you again, you have a very violent Joker and he's still a nut. So we're good. And it's so much fun. But then, it of is. course, the bomb blows up. And Batman saves all three of them. Yeah. Except you except this movie does a good job of you not really knowing what happened because when he, he's in the ruin of the building from the bomb and all he finds is Joker. He doesn't find the Red Hood anywhere, which leaves you to think, well, did Red Hood survive or not? That's how I it's took it. Batman comic. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a comic book. Nobody dies forever. Yeah. Except case in point, this movie. Yeah. And no. well, case in point, many different things like when Stacy, I mean, everybody comes back at some point. Yeah, even uh, yeah. even Barbara Gordon's lights come back at some point. <laughs> yes, it's comic oh, reboot. <laughs> was was that a good one, Kenny? Thank you. It was a good one, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, but uh, th- this whole movie ha- is is the reason why he's you know it's it's a it's, a, it's something that a lot of things should follow, and uh, I'll get into that because I actually want to wrap up the movie before I super get into that. Okay, 
I also did not realize that Jensen Ackles, until I watched this movie, did the voiceover. I had forgotten, or did, I didn't know who he was in 2010, because I never watched Supernatural at that point. I would have just known him as the guy in Smallville. Or no, I didn't watch 2010, 2015. He's in, an, he's in a season four of Smallville for a little bit, right before Supernatural starts. What, what is he in the movie? He's the voice of Red Hood. Oh, no, no, in, in the, in, 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 what the hell, in... Smallville? Smallville. Yeah. He's the son of a witch. That's weird. That's weird. And he's Lana's boyfriend for a little bit. He doesn't. He only sticks around for one season, and then he goes away. He becomes a villain, and then he started. Then he got supernatural. Uh, and that's why he left because he got his own that show. Makes sense. Don't watch Marvel, by the way. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Watch the new Superman series. I hear that's really good. It is. I tried. I watched the first episode, and, and my wife was not interested, and I have not gotten back to it because I'm too <laughs> fucking busy. But I've been too busy on Star Trek. That's what I've been too busy on until Netflix took it away from me. Okay, so then Batman finds Joker, and you have everyone is you have Nightwing listening to the radio, and you have like I think you have I think Batman listening to the radio too, and he's just talking about what like what happened, kind of like the, what the news is saying, and then you have a, a you have a you have Batman just leaves in the car, leaves Nightwing there. Nightwing's all kind of messed up; his leg is broken or something, I think. And you have a flashback to Jason when he first becomes Robin, and he and he's wearing the Robin suit. And he's like, "It's the best day of my life," and that's how the movie ends. And I thought that was just such a good little ending to it. It's heartbreaking is what it is. It is, but it's good. It is heartbreaking. <sighs> I mean, and again, and, this kind of goes into how, you know, Batman's like, why is he taking these kids and turning them into, you know, vigilantes? Like, <laughs> this is not a good thing, Batman. Yeah, but like five minutes after this, he goes out and find Tim, finds Tim Drake. Like six months later. Actually, he technically he finds Tim like six months after Jason dies. Also, Tim's already around during all this time. Yeah, in, I mean, not in this movie, of course, but in like the comics and stuff. Yeah, uh, in fact, usually the reason one of the reasons why Jason usually becomes the Red Hood is because he comes back and he's like, oh, I can go back to Bruce and everything's going to be OK. And who the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And it totally fits with, you know, the Red Hood dramatic persona. <laughs> yeah. This movie alone made me really uh, enjoy Red Hood as a character, I try to, you know, get as much stuff, Red Hood stuff as I can. I need to buy more of his action figures that are out. You know, he's going to be There's my a lot of them. Yeah, he's going to be my uh, main character in Gotham Knights. Um, he oh, yeah, my... that's right. It does come out yeah. this year, too. Finally, he I bought I I bought and yeah, I will. I bought and spent five dollars on the GameStop exclusive Red Hood DLC that you got for free through GameStop. You had to pay for it later. You mean the one that Arkham Knight? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I know. I know it's bad because uh, it is bad. Yeah. I mean, you get to play as Red Hood. That's pretty cool. But it's just a challenge room. No, it's it's a little bit of story. He uh he kills Black Mask. I don't. It's been so long. I I did have it because I bought I bought Arkham Knight the day it came out for Xbox One. There there is a Pride. What the hell is it called? There were Pride covers for DC where it featured all of the Rob, which is very rare, all the Robins to be in scantless outfits. Oh. And this is my phone cover for my phone, and I love it very much because he has the what is it called when you die when you get cut up cut open? Oh, yeah. the autopsy card. Yeah, he yeah. does have the autopsy. Yeah, he has card. he has the autopsy card. It's, cool. a, it's a very nice photo. I love. It. I actually and own also, a bunch of those pride covers, but I own like I have the Harley Quinn one and Poison Ivy ones. This were last year's, I believe. Yeah, they they were hard to find. I have a few that we bought off eBay that are in my stairwell hanging up. There, um, like Wonder Woman, I have, and Superman I have a, some of those. 
my wife doesn't like Batman, so there's no Batman. <laughs> <laughs> with with it, it, and it's one of the things where this shows like he, as much as he is a bad, as he's not a bad guy, as much as he's an antihero, he still has good means. Very minor spoilers for Arkham Knight. They completely fucked that up. Completely. Yep. Um, well, remember, Arkham Knight is a brand new character. I hate that so much. As, <laughs> as soon as that trailer came out, I look at my husband and go, that's fucking Jason Todd. And I was completely fucking right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he even I said, was, like, well, it's not. It's a brand new. Yeah, brand new. Like, oh, yeah. Huh? I mean, they're right. Arkham Knight is a brand new character. It's just we reuse an old character. <laughs> No, guys, it's not Jason Todd. <laughs> what, what would give you that idea? I mean, come on. <laughs> Quick help. <laughs> now, to be fair, though, that does not keep it from being a very sweet suit. Yes. So with that, I will now completely segue us into something even funnier real quick. Mike, who's your favorite Robin? I don't have one. I don't like Robin. Really? I love I don't Robin. Like Robin that much. Maybe Tim Drake, because I have his first appearance. Hmm. Kenny. Oh, it's sure as fuck not Damian Wayne. <laughs> I forgot you hate Damien. I like Damien Wayne. He's a ram- rampscumptious little toddler with a katana. He's an entitled little shithead. <laughs> anyway, I like Damien Wayne also, by the way. So. But I have to say Tim Drake. Okay, that's both equals. Did you know that uh, as of right now in DC canon, Dick Grayson's not the original Robin? Yeah. What? When did this happen? Uh, Who the fuck is the original Robin? Uh, I just posted a picture, but it didn't come out, surprisingly. It is... I had to accept it. Okay, that's dumb. But now, as what of right fuck? now, there, yeah, it is a, is a girl. I can't remember what her name is. She's some reference to some poem. But she is now the original Robin. Batman had her for a day, and she shot her dad dead, to which Batman picked her up by, like, her neck and just threw her outside and went, you are no longer Robin. I don't like that. What? I don't like that at all. Yep. So, you know, you hate it, Kenny, you hate Damien now. How much oh, do you hate this, buddy? I hate this more than Damien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck? All right. I guess I have a new least favorite Robin now. Cool. Thanks, DC. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she look like Harley Quinn? I don't know. It, it's it's a thing, usually, with DC. Is this a character that's I in don't... the comics now? She's brand new to the comics. They just It was the new Robin's uh, line. Where all the Robins get kidnapped and get fucked with and they have no idea what's going on to which it is revealed that Batman has a secret and he had an original Robin who is whoever this girl is. And he decided to take her in and she shows she has qualities of all the Robins and she ends up shooting her dad at the end and he kicks her out. What the hell? Okay. I need to read more comics. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't read enough. Wait, what the fuck? I got nothing either. I'm as I'm as bewildered as you are, Ken. <laughs> and then you get the credits of the just, movie, and and I think we should go to Shelf Stackerbox. Unless you have anything else you want to say before we go there. My cat said yes. I don't know if you heard that in the microphone. My cat meowed and said yes when I asked that question. She has something. My cat, my cat also meowed. So, oh, so it might have been one of them. Yeah, I'm surrounded by cats right now, <laughs> and I don't I, know why. I think Kenny's too stunned to speak. Well, whenever I come down here, I start recording. Like, oh, okay, let's go bug Mike. That's what they do. <laughs> I like it better when they just sleep near me. That's better. All right, shelf stacker box. I'll go first. <laughs> I'm going to put this on the shelf. I haven't watched this movie since 2010 or not 2010, 2015 or whatever I did. And I, 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 I liked it back then and I loved it this time. My wife even liked this movie, which is not it's like a Batman movie. I mean, I, I can't say that very often <laughs> or ever. So, and I just, it's still really good. And it's such a good standalone story. You don't need to know everything about Batman. You don't need to know 
all his history. You can just watch this movie. You don't even know who Jason Todd is to enjoy this movie. And I think that's something that's so good about it. It's such a good standalone, just a great animated film. And currently it's on HBO Max probably for a while. So you can watch it easily. So going on the shelf. Well, what about you, Joe? Uh, I mean, you pretty much get what I got from like the ending and like the middle of this. This is very much my favorite movie. Favorite, ba- uh, favorite Robin, favorite part of Batman lore. This is goes not on the shelf, but oh, this goes on the shelf next to my uh, Red Hood Shrine. OK. And what about you, Ken? So wait, there's a new Robin. <laughs> He's still broken on that. <laughs> In all seriousness, obviously, this is going on the shelf for me. I probably watch this movie about three or four times a year. I am very much a huge fan of it. Definitely going on my shelf. Okay. And we also should say that this was voted by Patreon. You guys got to choose this. And I I mean, I've been wanting to cover this forever. So I was just happy to see it. <laughs> to win. Oh, now I know this one on Patreon, a very close second, which I actually still recommend watching Mike, like for, for real, like it has to be hands down. The most banana shoes Batman movie I've ever heard of is Batman Ninja. Okay. I still have not seen it, but if I, it, all I have to mutter, <laughs> Kenny, all I have to mutter is that there is in fact a mech fight in this movie. And that alone is reason enough to watch this movie. I mean, I plan to cover almost all of them if I can help it. So, <laughs> I mean, we just, we cover so much Batman in the show anyway, so why not? Yeah. What were the other options too? Batman Returns. Or no, not Batman Returns. Batman Forever. I don't remember what else I put. And Batman 89. I thought Batman 89 might win over this. Well, Batman Ninja was close, wasn't it? No. Nah. Nobody voted for Batman Ninja. The only other vote was besides the Red Hood was somebody voted for Batman uh, Forever, which was uh, Bill Tucker. Uh, oh, he voted for that. I don't care about those movies. <laughs> I just really wanted to cover this. I've been meaning to cover this for a long time on the show, and I just hadn't gotten around to it yet. It's a great movie. Yeah. So, so good they made, they made it a second time. Which is really weird to me. It's pretty weird. Oh, one of the endings to that as well is a reference to Killing Joke, or not Killing Joke. Is it Killing Joke? I don't know. Where where Joker tells Batman the joke at the end of the comic. Yep. Yes, that's Killing Joke. Yeah, the the uh, which if that alone is pretty funny. The the in the the beginning choices where you can choose Bruce to die. One of the ending leads to Jason sitting in a diner, and there's a guy that sits next to him. And you look it up, too, if anything, there's a guy sits next to him and he's like, I met Batman once. I told him a joke. And the guy starts telling Jason the joke. And right when he gets to the end, what is it? Jason interrupts him and finishes it. And he gives Jason this very creepy look and he goes, boy, wonder. And he picks Jason picks up a steak knife and stabs the guy in the eye. And very creepily, the man dies while revealing his face is painted and he's the Joker. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. And it's very eerie and it's very good. All right. I might have to give this another try because the first time through, I just thought this is dumb, especially because they lift scenes from this movie entirely. Yes, they like like most of the work was already done for them because they took a lot of the scenes from this movie in Death in the Family. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe we'll have to cover it on the show then because I God Why not? More bad. I mean, hey. I have other ones I want to cover more, but we, at some point we're supposed to start the DC animated universe. We had talked about doing that before, but I never started it yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good way to start it. Hello. I told I told you, Mike. We we just have specials, and we call it uh, uh, Batman's my mom found. <laughs> <sighs> 
I can, or we could call can. it Batmania. Ooh. <laughs> All right. And if you want to hear more Batman, I probably should have said spoilers for this, but I mean, again, if you, this is what the show is. Oh, yeah. Does, so. it, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. And if you, even if you hadn't watched it, go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Like, it's well worth watching. Even if you Absolutely. never heard of it and we ruined everything, go watch it anyway. And if you want to hear more Batman, well, guess what? If I can type, there is a other Batman episode for you to listen to. There is Batman War of Jokes and Riddle, Comic 35. Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate, episode 159. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, film 23. Batman Court of Owls, comic 33. Batman Haunted Night, comic 32. Batman Arkham Origins, episode 139. Batman Massive Phantasm, film 18. Batman Arkham City DLC, Harley Quinn's Revenge, mini 13. Batman Arkham City, episode 118. Batman Arkham City, comic comic 24 Batman the Killing Joke comic 22 Batman Arkham Asylum episode 97 Batman the Long Halloween comic 17 that we referenced earlier in this episode Batman Death of the Family which we also referenced earlier in this episode comic 8 Batman Hush comic 3 which we also referenced in this episode and Batman episode 3 we covered the Genesis game that's 16 Batman things by the way so far we have over 200 Batman you have over 200 podcasts I mean that's not so bad I have over 300 sir (laughs) yeah there you go see Batman is tied for the most right now with Star Wars. Those are things oh, I've done the most of. I, I like Batman and Star Wars a lot. All right. And if you enjoyed these episodes, go check at all. And I should say, we do have a current Patreon. The, the current Patreon poll is a Star Wars poll. You decide what Star Wars movie we're going to cover. So go vote in that because uh, I need to. <laughs> for a little doubt, you support the show. You'll see a link to the Patreon in the show note. And I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hath Fury. You can find her on TikTok. Follow her. She made our music. Also, want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the M- MCU movies with me. We covered all all the Infinity Saga, all twenty three films. So definitely go listen to his podcast. The gamer looks at forty. And if you enjoyed the show, we have lots of other shows. As we were just saying, we have over three hundred episodes of Game My Mom. We do movies, we do comics, we do video games, we do Batman. Apparently, go check out. If you can't <laughs> find something you're looking for that we mention, if it isn't on podcast, it, it isn't on Spotify, it isn't on. Apple Podcasts, you can look on Podbean, has everything you can download onto your device, or some of the other programs like Podcast Addict is another one that will pull our entire catalog where Spotify only goes back 100, and we record a shit ton, so you won't find everything on there. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube, where I'm constantly posting what's going on with the show. YouTube is just audio only. If you'd rather get your podcast that way, it's there. I try to be up to date on when I do it. So, yeah, and I think that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys all next time for more Batman. Bye, everybody. So long. Bye.